Australia's collapsing economy. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I thought we'd have a look at this article discussing the economic fallout of the illness that is going around the world and the impact that it is going to have on Australia and frankly how our economy seems to be collapsing. Looks like we're definitely heading for a recession and perhaps an extended one. Now, recently, they, well, yesterday, the RBA had an emergency meeting where they announced a cut to the cash rate. And I'll do a video on that later, looking at which banks are actually passing it on. Looks like none of them are. And where they are also you know, continuing with their repurchasing agreements. And the Australian beginning, entering the fantastic world of QE. QE. Printing money. Printing money. Before we go through this article, just jump here. Let's have a look at the S&P ASX 200 index, which gives us a good representation of the Australian stock market. And you can see we're stepping down, crashing, jumping up, stepping down, crashing, jumping up, down. So we're definitely trending down. We'll bring that out to a 25-year scale. I mean, so there you go. We are, we're equal to half the GFC. Half guys look at that look at that wow it's gonna be interesting to see where it heads where it bottoms do you think it's bottomed now do you reckon don't think so but then as well we also have the wonderful australian dollar and we're at 57.5 right now u.s cents we'll go to 25 years and the last time we were at this level was back in december 02 remember when it was down to under 50 cents 47 cents Let's see what all-time data we have. Well, there you go. We could be heading lower again, everyone. And you have to remember, people will say, oh, this is good for, for trade, good for tourism. Tourism's gone. Our borders have been closed. Trade, we're a quarry. We export these materials, these one-off materials, and get cash payments that we pretty much, as a civilization, invested in housing, in a housing bubble. So our housing, our housing is doing really well, guys. I'll bring up this chart here just to show you know, the property prices, how they've grown. Have a look since 2006. And a chunk of that, I would argue, is to do with foreign investment in that housing. That really peaked. 14, 15, 16, 17, between there. That black line on that chart shows you what percentage of building approvals for new work was for foreign investment. So with our dollar going down, all of these things you're going to start seeing will cost more. Cars, broadcast equipment, refined petroleum gold well if we import it and export it so this will have an impact on the cost of living things will start costing more petroleum moving stuff around will cost more i for one would rather the government spending money to bail out businesses you know or even even giving money to individuals i would rather they remove our fuel excises or reduce them for an extended period that will have a flow-on effect through the entire economy. Everyone will appreciate that. If you're just giving people money, it's just gonna disappear. It'll, I'll tell you where it'll go. It'll pay off debts. People will be smart now. They're not gonna run out and spend it. People are preparing. If they are spending it, it'll be on food. It'll be on necessities, because people are worried. Understandably so, they're worried. This is what happens. History doesn't repeat exactly, but you know, it, it tends to have a pattern. You know, sign, sign curve, what do you reckon? So let's have a look at this. The illness's economic fallout has its own momentum 
as RBA makes extraordinary intervention. And here's the thing, guys, everyone who's saying, oh, we're Australia's a free market. This is, you know, capitalism. We're not really, we're not in a very free market. We're in a market which has intervention, not as much as some of the more planned economies, but we do have intervention. We do have artificial manipulation of our economy. The money that we spend it's lost value. It's not a very good store of wealth. The Australian dollar, guys, the Australian dollar. I mean, look at that. In just what? We'll go one month. One month. There we go. We were at 66 cents and now we're at 57. So that's a significant loss of purchasing power in a month. So how is that a good store of value? For those of you that have bought physical gold, if you bought it here, even though the gold is dropping in price, you know, gold is now down. It's at 14.70 two US dollars. But on a it's still reaching all time highs in the Australian dollar, guys. That's a store of value. That's the difference. So I think a lot of what people are doing, particularly those that are rushing into bonds, and they're, they're trying to just retain their to get their money back to retain their purchasing power because we're losing it here in Australia. So the Reserve Bank is trying to stop the financial system melting down. It's also warning us to brace for impact. That's where we are. Well, yes, this feels like it's a continuation of the GFC. They, they patched it up and now it's going down. I, I'll, I'll be very interested to see what all the property spruikers are going to be saying. What's going to happen in that sector? Will there be much movement? Sure, there'll be some people who are cashed up and taking advantage. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if arrears rates, if they keep going up. So millions of Australians may still be looking at the illness outbreak and wondering why it's inspired such panic. But they may not appreciate how the economic fallout has its own momentum now, and it's threatening to mow down entire economies, including Australia's. Well, Australia, we're, we're, we're a quarry for the world, for China, pretty much. Uh, you know, some big sectors of our economy are tourism and education. They're huge parts of our economy. Gone. Gone. No one can visit anymore, guys. Here we go. So this this is the black swan event. At least one thing we can take from all of this. I mean, worst case, you're going to lose some money. You may go hungry for a little bit. I think food's pretty pretty available in Australia. People are just overreacting. But we're living through history. You know, we're living through history. You got to look look at the positives in everything. <laughs> Prime Minister Scott Morrison says his government's second stimulus package expected to be re released on the weekend will be an economic survival package for small businesses and workers. Well, we know the RBA are trying to push us into taking on more debt, borrowing, you know, low interest to keep you. Who the hell would borrow money to keep your business going in the tourism sector right now? Let, let me know in the comments. Would it be more? Would it be smarter to mothball to just cut right back? You don't want to be borrowing money on expenses. You want to borrow money for investment that's going to make you money back. I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. I, I think we need to, the whole approach needs to change because they're just literally making money out of nothing and pumping that into the system. And what, what happens? What's happened in the history there? We, are we potentially at risk of seeing uh, significant hyperinflation in Australia in the next couple of years if this keeps going? So extraordinary and challenging times. Yesterday's extraordinary intervention by the Reserve Bank saw the official interest rate lowered to 0.25% to a level never seen in Australian history. Now let's remember this. 
if uh, when they breach negative. Let's just remember this, guys. I'll, I'll link back to this video in the future, and we'll see if they breach negative. We are clearly living in extraordinary and challenging times, RBA Governor Philip Lowe warned. The illness is first and foremost a very major public health problem, but it has also become a major economic problem, which is having deep ramifications for financial systems around the world. The RBA will keep the interest rate at 0.25% for years until it's confident that the unemployment rate, which is now expected to rise noticeably from 5.1% in coming months, has started dropping back to 4.5%. And inflation's sitting comfortably between 2 and 3%. It has no idea how long the process will take, and it can't say what the economic consequences will be from leaving interest rates at 025 for so long. But it's an emergency. Well, they've got nothing in the tank. They've got absolutely nothing in the tank, guys. So the global financial system is on life support. Why is throwing more the ability for people to borrow easier going to fix the problem when Australia is one of the most indebted nations? How many people are struggling week to week on just getting by on credit card debt, using afterpay to buy food? And now, boom, they've all lost their jobs. This is going to be a tough lesson for a lot of people. In the end, it may be the best thing that's happened to them. You know, it may toughen them up, may wake them up. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Sometimes you need to go through a bit of pain to come out stronger at the end. Each of us are using all the scope we have with interest rates to support our economies through a very challenging period. I'm not able to provide you with an updated set of economic forecasts. The situation is just too fluid, but we are expecting a major hit to economic activity and incomes in Australia that will last for a number of months. We're also expecting significant job losses. Well, I think this is, we're definitely going to hit a recession and it'll be a continued one. The RBA's emergency package has three other elements designed to lower funding costs for the entire banking system and to ensure banks are still prepared to lend money to each other, but particularly to small businesses. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was watching. Um, I was watching a YouTuber today. I've got to find out his name. He's, he's like a, a a gold and silver spruik, um, and he did a very good se series on the secret of money. And he was talking about the the crash, the stock market crash of twenty one that no one ever remembers, which had very little intervention. But the problem is when they intervene to try and prop up the economy, these interventionists tend to create more problems than they fix. And I think that's what we're going to see here. I think we're definitely going to see that here. I'm just trying to find it. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll let you know in the comments, guys. I'll let you know in the comments. So it does not want Australia's financial system to seize up and it wants to keep as many small businesses as possible afloat. Will it work, though? If consumer confidence is, you know, business confidence is down, crashing. Consumer confidence. People are self-isolating. People aren't going out. People are losing their jobs. 20,000 people are being, you know, put on leave without pay. Do you think they're going to go out there and spend to keep small businesses afloat? Do you think small businesses are going to rush out there and borrow money to invest in anything, guys? Let, let me know your thoughts in the comments below. Or, or will it just be, is it, are people just going to start packing up shop? One thing I'm, I'm very fortunate that we've now, I've scaled back my business. I don't, I don't have a retail premises anymore. I don't have any staff anymore. 
So, you know, we're in a quite a good position because I've got no overheads, no costs. We've got work. It doesn't take much to keep us flat out now. Where in the past, I would have to go out there and spruik and work like a dog just to get work in the door, just to keep the people occupied, just to cover the costs. Do you think... Do you think I, I, if I was in that situation now, I would be rushing to the bank to borrow money to keep all that, that moving as a small business person? I hope I would not have been that stupid. I really hope I wouldn't have been. Do you think that people, you think people will be, will, will do that? I hope not. So I, I, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know. So under the facility, authorized deposit taking institutions, ADIs, will be able to borrow from the RBA an amount equivalent to 3% of their existing outstanding credit to Australian businesses and households. They'll be able to draw on the funds up until the end of September. But lenders will be able to borrow additional funds from the RBA if they increase credit to businesses this year. For every extra dollar lent to large businesses, lenders will have access to an additional dollar of funding from the RBA. So will businesses, large ones, listed businesses, will they be borrowing this cheap money and then doing share buybacks to try and prop up the stocks? Could that happen? Never happened before, has it? <laughs> oh boy, wow. What do, you, what do you think this will all lead to, guys? Let me know your opinions in the comments because I'm still a bit, I'm a bit out of it today. If, if you haven't told, I'm, it's now my turn in the family to, to catch the flu. It's gone through Rachel, all the kids, and now it's dad's turn. And we were, we were worried because, you know, the symptoms of the flu were similar to other symptoms. So Rachel did a teleconference with the doctor and, and it turns out you, the real, you need to have a combination of different things. And we, you know, if we got it, it'd be insane because, you know, we work from home, we homeschool from home, we barely leave the house normally, let alone when we're intentionally avoiding it. So that's why I'm sounding a bit, a bit grumpy. So let's have a look. Uh, the funds can be drawn upon until the end of March next year. There will be no extra borrowing allowances for additional home loans. Oh, so no. Okay, so this is just propping up the housing, uh, the, sorry, the small business sector. But who's going to who's gonna borrow? I'm not going to borrow to buy any more equipment. I'll, I was pulling apart computers going through, you know, old stock I have, old machines, so I can salvage them for spares if I need to. I'm not going to invest. Second, the RBA has set a target of 0.25% for the yield on three-year government bonds, making it the same as the cash rate. It will achieve the, tar the yielding yield target by purchasing a range of bonds of different maturities in the second market, secondary market, so it won't be purchasing bonds directly from the government. We've chosen a three-year horizon as it influences funding rates across much of the Australian economy and is an important rate in financial markets, he said. It is also consistent with the bond's expectation that the cash rate will remain at its current level for some years, but not forever. I mean, here's the thing. They're, they're literally creating money out of nowhere to buy things to artificially manipulate rates. I mean, it seems dodgy, doesn't it? But then again, that's this whole system. This whole system is just a Ponzi scheme. It's kind of. It's designed to, it's designed to encourage you to spend, to nudge you, to manipulate to spend. If we don't, if we don't capitulate, we don't start spending, we don't, you know, keep the economy moving, they'll eventually go to negative. They'll start punishing you for having money. Third, the RBA will lower the interest rates on accounts that financial institutions hold at the RBA overnight called the exchange settlement accounts. Dr. Lowe said the $90 billion funding facility 
and the three-year yield target were significant developments that would not happen in normal, normal times. They both carry financial and other risks for the Reserve Bank, and they both represent significant interventions by the bank in Australia's financial markets, he said. The Reserve Bank Board did not take these decisions lightly, but in the context of extraordinary times and consistent with our board, broad mandate to promote the economic welfare of the people of Australia, we are seeking to play our full role in building that bridge to the time when the recovery takes place. See, their, their, their mandate is to promote the economic welfare of the people of Australia. I'm thinking more and more we need to have a currency system based on something real that can't be fabricated out of nothing. You know, I'm just, I guess it just seems too easy, too dangerous. It's very early days. Dr. Lowe said the RBA was willing to do even more to ensure the stability of the financial system, but for now, it would see what happened. Do you think we'll head to zero next month, guys? Let me know your, your guesses in the comments below. <laughs> for its part, the Morrison government also announced another measure yesterday. It would provide the Australian Office of Financial Management with an extra $15 billion to extend to smaller banks and non-bank lenders so they could continue to finance Australia's small businesses. Okay, why a business is going to be borrowing money in this climate? Just to keep going? To keep solvent? That's, that's the scary thing. If you have to resort to borrowing, even at such cheap rates, maybe they just want to, they're taking the risk. They're borrowing it to keep things moving because down-tooling and up-tooling again would cost more. Mark Todd, the head of fixed income at the Bank of China, told the ABC the world's financial markets were gripped by hysteria and it would take a lot to calm them down. I'm completely supportive of the central banks, he said. They're doing a great job. They're incredibly calm and professional. Sure. But they're not necessarily answering the problem of hysteria. Well, they can't. They can't. Printing money isn't going to inspire confidence in anyone. Anyone who understands what they're doing is worried or is investing in other things or is buying wheelbarrows to start carrying the cash around. So, however, he said, global overnight deposit markets on Thursday saw rates drop from 2% to 1.6% as global central banks coordinated their efforts to pump the system with cash. Global central banks are providing liquidity to car markets and it's starting to have an impact in a small way. We'll be monitoring that to see if it starts to play out in the broader market, Mr. Todd said. It's giving financial institutions confidence to lend to each other, but it's very early days. So there you have it, guys. So we'll jump back here as I've been doing this. Well, there you go. The ASX 200 is now down to 4,949. The Australian dollar is sitting at 57.86. Just in the time I've read, the 20 minutes I've read this piece. So what do you all think, everyone? Do you think Australia's economy is collapsing? Do you think we'll avoid a recession? And I know a lot of people are saying depression, 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 but there's no, there's actually no technical term for a depression. There's a Keynesian argument that it's below trend growth for a sustained period. I like that one. If you use that argument, that definition, then technically we've been in a depression since 2008 in Australia, if you look at it on a per capita basis. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I think the question is, well, we've been a one-year recession, two-year recession. And remember, recessions are a lagging indicator. 
because they need two quarters of negative growth and then they need to pump it out and let you know. So we'll be feeling it for a long time before it's officially announced. And I think different recession, well, different industries will feel it. I, I think tourism, I think airport workers, they're going to be the first to cop it. And they're going to cop it really hard. So there you go, guys. Let me know your thoughts and opinions in the comments below. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. If you're a fan and you want to help us produce more content, there are a few ways you can. You can share the videos, get them out there on social media, help the channel grow. You can support us financially via a Patreon, a monthly Patreon donation, or by joining a channel here on YouTube. You can also use our affiliate links at Amazon or eBay for your consumer purchases, or Independent Reserve and KuCoin for your crypto trading. I've just learned that KuCoin is now trading the Perth Mint Gold token. I might actually do a video about that because there's now a mechanism for you to turn your cryptocurrency into physical gold, any of it. So that, that's, kind of, that's kind of what, not financial advice, but that's what I'm doing. All the little bits of crypto I'm getting all over the place. I'm putting it into, converting it to Perth Mint Gold Token, and then I'll flip it over to Gold Certificates at Perth Mint. Once I get enough, I can get them to send me a piece of it. So check that out if you're a crypto slash gold bug. We also have merch available from the High Success website and uh, Teespring coffee mugs. And finally, PayPal if you want to support us directly. Take care, everyone. Have a great day, and I'll see you in the next video. Bye for now.